0: Your life's not like anyone else's, and chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy, but you've come to the right place, because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome to the highly unlikely podcast. The new year is here. Thank heavens we made it. And who knows what the new year will bring? And honestly, if you consider the last year, I'm sure that even if we have the ability to be surprised, left in us, this year's still gonna it's still gonna manage considering where we've already been. But the new year is a book full of blank pages just waiting to be written. And I, for one, have my pen ready. When I was five years old, my dad sat, uh, sat our whole family down like in the living room to have a conversation. There were four of us children back then. My older sister uh, was seven. And there was me and my twin brothers who had just turned four. We were really little. But there we were having a conversation with my dad. And this conversation has had an impact on my whole life. That night, in our tiny little living room, sitting crisscross applesauce on our 1970s carpeting, waiting for dessert, which would most assuredly be served after we talked, my dad taught us how to set a goal and then he encouraged each of us to set our very own goal. I was five, I had no vices. I already spent all day being active and running around with my siblings to get exercise. My mom was in charge of all the food, and despite being the early 80s, you know, a a time when squeezable butter and tang were breakfast staples, we ate a balanced and healthy diet. I mean, what does a five-year-old have to work on? Being me, though, it wasn't hard for me to find the one thing in my life that needed work. I was a thumb sucker. I had always been a thumb sucker since I was a very small baby. And even as my dad sat there talking to us about setting goals, I had my favorite blanket and I was sucking my thumb. But as I sat there on the shag that night, I decided it was time to give it up. So I did. I never sucked my thumb again. My dad has often reminded me of this story throughout my life, and I remember him telling me more than one time that, "Lavina, when you set your mind to something, there is nothing that will stop you, so make sure you always want to do good things. I didn't always follow the last part of that advice many, many times in my life, but that first part It really stuck with me and became part of what I know to be true about myself. But I never would have learned that if my dad hadn't taken the time to teach me at such a young age. So today, I want to talk to you about the life-changing practice of setting your own goals. Many times in my life and in my college career, I have actually like learned from other people about the practice of setting goals but i've also learned that not everybody has had this opportunity like at other points in their life so for you that is all going to change today there are many different methods for setting effective goals but if you look at all of the different methods the basics are all the same and so the easiest one that i like to talk about because it's super easy to remember Is SMART goals. Now, SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, Time-Based. So, what this means is that every goal that you set for yourself should meet those five criteria. Your goal should be specific. Setting a goal to be healthier, that's not specific. A specific fitness goal would be cut all sugar from your diet, run a 5K walk 10,000 steps every day, or work out five days a week. I admire people that work out five days a week. I want to be you when I grow up. Next, your goal should be measurable. So if you were to say you wanted to write every day, that is a specific goal. But in order to make it measurable, you would need to assign a metric to it and make it quantifiable. So you could say, I'm going to make a goal to write for 30 minutes a day. I'm going to write a specific number of words. Say, I'm going to write a thousand words a day or 500 words a day. Give it something measurable. Or write a certain number of days per week. Or publish a certain number of blog posts per week or per month. Something you can measure. And your goal needs to be achievable. Something you can actually do. Unless you're Elon Musk, you most likely should not set a goal to fly to the moon this year. Because even though that is specific and measurable, that is not achievable for most of us. So when you're setting your goals, remember to think about whether or not it is achievable for you. This is not meant to be limiting, right? Because I encourage you to dream big. If your dream is to write, produce, and release a hit song and you are a person who's musically inclined, that's a big, scary goal. But that doesn't mean it isn't achievable. But for someone who's never picked up an instrument, can't carry a tune in a bucket, and has never had any experience with music whatsoever, I would put that on the not achievable list. So you have to use your judgment. I want you to dream big. I dream big. I dream really big. Allowing yourself to dream big and entertain crazy ideas and see if they can work into something achievable is fantastic. You should do that, but keep it in the realm of something that is actually achievable. Even if it's not achievable right now, if it is achievable at some point, entertain it. There are things that you may want to do, but you understand that it isn't going to happen in a year or five years, right? that really, really big goal. But you know that there are things you need to accomplish first before you can go after your big dream. So set that big goal, put that as your end game, and then set a goal for yourself to achieve what you need to achieve now to make it possible for you to go after the big kahuna. And next, you need to make your goal realistic. If your goal is to purchase a million-dollar home, But you make $60,000 a year and you don't have a plan to make any significant changes to your income, then that million dollar home is not realistic. It's just a fantasy. So if you're dead set on owning a million dollar home and you just know that you are never gonna feel like you achieved your life's dream if you don't have a million dollar home and you have the ability to generate the amount of money needed to make that purchase, then this is a realistic goal. And I also want you to remember that it is not realistic to change other people. This is really important. This goes back into you can only control yourself. and You can only control what you do. So when you are setting a goal to have a home without contention and every single person in your home butts heads with every other single person in your home, having a home without contention is not realistic setting a goal to spend time each week working on conflict resolution with your children and discussing the importance of kindness and peace in a home and a family, and then finding, let's say, five opportunities each week to model appropriate conflict resolution and negotiation skills, that is realistic because those are things that you can do. You cannot change a person's personality. You cannot make people feel differently than they feel but you can teach them. You can show them a better way. And then what they do with that is up to them. You can also set appropriate boundaries and make rules outlining what is and is not acceptable inside the walls of your home. That is realistic. So keep your dream or your, keep your goal realistic and figure out a way to get your end game, right? If you're end game is to have a home without contention like how do you get that end game when it's not realistic now what can you do to make it realistic what goals can you set to make it a realistic goal if that's something that's really important to you and then lastly your goal should be time bound give your goal an end date and then tie it to the calendar throughout the life of the goal this makes you accountable for achieving milestones and it helps you to progress. So when I'm setting goals, I like to set goals that are achievable within six months. And then break down the milestones either into months or weeks. Because one year is just it's too long for my brain. And if I have a goal that I can't achieve in six months, I will typically take that goal and I'll break it down into smaller goals. Other people, they use one year goals. So whatever works for you. But if six months is too long, then break your bigger goal down into smaller goals. So I mean, obviously, I have bigger goals, like I'm not going to achieve my big kahuna goals in six months. But I I know what I'm ultimately working towards. Those are my long term goals. And I break those down into smaller smart goals. So let's take a minute and talk big picture. And some other approaches that you can use in conjunction with SMART goals. So when you picture your dream life and you're writing down your one big goal every day and that goal that you need to achieve to make your dream a reality, that is your big picture, your end game, the big kahuna of all your goals. So because I am a visual person, I like to talk in things that you can see. You can think of this like a roadmap. Okay, you're planning the road trip of all road trips, the road trip of a lifetime. And you have your roadmap pinned up on the wall, and you are going to plan out the best route. Your destination is your big goal. So you pin it on the map in a bright red pin and a post it note that says, Big dream or bust and every other goal that you set, it should be a pit stop on the way to your destination. So if you want to drive to Alaska from Montana, you should not plan on making a stop in the Grand Canyon, right? That doesn't make any sense. All of your smaller goals should be on the way to your big goal. Now that you know where you're going, and how long it's going to take to get you there, right? You should have a timeline. You should say, in five years, I want to achieve this goal. What do I need to do for the next five years to achieve this goal? So where you're going and when you're going to get there, you need to plan on how many miles you need to drive on each leg of the trip and plan your stops along the way. This planning of the pit stops is the process of creating your SMART goals. You're taking that big goal and you're breaking it down into smaller things that you need to accomplish to create the milestones on the way to your big scary goal. Every pit stop should be marked on the map. You should know where you're going, how many miles you need to drive, how long it's going to take you to get there. Each leg of your journey should be achievable in one day of driving. So for the purpose of our conversation today, each leg of your journey, each goal that you set Since we're focusing on one year, your goal should be achievable in one year. That should be your your set stopping point. And if you can't achieve it in one year, then you need to break it down some more, right? So you need to create additional pit stops because you're not going to drive for 26 hours straight without stopping on your way to Alaska. No, you're going to need a pit stop that's a little closer, A more realistic, more achievable period of time for you to travel before you need to stop. This is your SMART goal. One leg of the journey on the way to your destination. So I like to work in 10-year goals, but my milestones are six months or less. Um, Because that's what my brain can wrap around easily. And I don't get bored, like, trying to think of it. And then I get distracted and take a pit stop off to christmas town in indiana that actually happened i i am working to finish my degree right now so this was a three-year goal for me which is too long so i took that three-year goal and i broke it down into four month semesters three years is way too long like i get overwhelmed when i think about i have to do this for three years and my brain is like "Uh uh-uh I got other things I want to do. So if I break it down into something that is 16 weeks, my little brain can focus for 16 weeks on something. So each semester, I have five classes that I need to finish. Each of those classes is different, but they all have assignments that I need to accomplish weekly, and they all have like three to four exams throughout the semester, hopefully not all on the same week. And then each class takes 8 to 10 hours of work each week. So this allows me to set a schedule and manage my time to finish all of the work for each class and prepare for the exams. And this semester, I am going into my last 16 weeks of this 3-year goal, which seems like a lifetime that I cannot wait to be done with. So I have... 16 weeks left of a 156 week goal. Wow. I am so excited. You see that process that I went through where I, I broke it down from three years to four months or 16 weeks into weeks. And then how many hours each week and how many exams I need to prepare for. And I So I took the time and I broke it all down into something that is very manageable that I can use to set my schedule and be working towards achieving my four-month goal, which just happens this semester to be the achievement of my three-year goal. Keep that in mind as you're breaking your big goals down into smaller legs of your journey. Give yourself goals that are small enough for you personally to wrap your mind around. You might be one of those amazing people that can wrap your mind around an entire year. I applaud you. But if you're more like me and you have a really hard time with dealing with a year long of something, break it down and make yourself several smaller goals. So, like if you wanted to run a marathon this year, but four to six months of training and visualizing seems like too much. Break that down into smaller goals. You can have as many small goals as you want, and then you get to see the achievements faster, which I also like. So like your first goal could be a 5K in two months. And then your second goal can be a 10K two months after that. And your third goal can be a half marathon. And then your final goal could be the big, mighty 26.2 mile marathon. So you aren't starting out in January training for a marathon. You're training for a 5K with weekly running goals. And then after you successfully complete your 5K, you move on to the next leg of your journey, training for your 10K. It takes that big scary goal and it breaks it down into achievable pieces that won't overwhelm you. That's what SMART goals do. They allow you to focus on one leg of the journey at a time without getting overwhelmed by how much driving you have left to do to make it all the way to your destination right take some time take those big goals that you have and break it down into legs of your journey like i physically have it mapped out on my big whiteboard in my office where i have post-it notes this is where i am I have a post-it note. This is where I'm going. And then I mark all of my milestones along the way. I need to accomplish this. And then I need to accomplish this. And I need to accomplish this. And as I'm working on each goal, I make more post-it notes. And I build it so that I know, in order to accomplish this leg of the journey, I need to accomplish these things. So I have a visual map in front of me so that I am constantly aware of where I'm heading and what I'm doing to make it to my destination. That is the secret to being successful in accomplishing the goals that you set for yourself. Make it visual, plan it out, break it down into the steps that you need to accomplish, and then make those smart goals and make them time-bound so you know that, you know, if, if you want to run a 5K, it shouldn't take you a whole year to run a 5K, and so you want to make it time-bound. So you can say that in three months, I'm going to run a 5k. And then come up with a training schedule that holds yourself accountable to that time bound goal. It's really important that you attach time to it so that you have a way to ensure that you are moving forward and continuing to progress towards your goal. And if you get stuck along the way, break it down more. If you find that Focusing on running a five k is just too much, and you realize that running a mile was a whole lot harder than you thought, then take that five k and break it down into a, two a miles and so you'll have three legs of that journey and just focus on being able to master running a mile and then master running two miles and give yourself the grace to be able to stop and say this isn't working and break it down more because you are fully 100% in control of the goals that you set for yourself. And if a goal isn't working, you maybe made the leg of the journey too long, right? It's like, I maybe want to drive to uh, North Carolina to visit my best friend. And I have three kids stuck in a Honda Accord that I have to take on this journey with me. And there's a dog involved. And it's, you know, I planned on making the trip in two days. But as I get driving, I realize that I have to stop every hour because somebody's got to pee. People are crying, we have to stop so that I can make them run so that then they're willing to sit down in the car, somebody's finally just had enough, and they just start screaming for an hour. And so we have to like stop and get out of the car before we all lose our minds from the screaming. I mean, Obviously this actually happened to me and this is my whole life of traveling is with many children in a small car. So I know how it goes. I know how trips get. There's things that happen that are unexpected. Your car breaks down, you get a flat tire, somebody starts vomiting or has diarrhea and you're like, oh, we're getting a hotel. So as you're working on your goals and you get down the road and you realize you're having to stop way more than you thought things just aren't working, something happens that puts a, makes it unable for you to keep moving ahead, give yourself the grace to stop, recalculate, take a breath, make a different plan, and then get back on the road and keep progressing towards that big goal. That's the secret to accomplishing your goals. And that's all I have for you today. So until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.